Hello, this is ESO Weekly, a new podcast about Elder Scrolls Online and all you can think about it. I'm your host, Martin Bryant, and I'm here with Chris Collins. How you doing, Chris? Hey, Martin. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, since this is a new podcast and we uh, nobody really knows who we are, I uh, think it's right, fair right. that we should go ahead and give us give us an introduction. So why don't you go ahead, Chris? Well, um, my name is Chris Collins. Um, I'm an 18-year-old college student, freshman's University of Alabama. And pretty much, Elder Scrolls Online is going to be the greatest game in all of history of every video game ever made. Which you can't rightly make that opinion of because you you don't really play video games, right? Well, I mean, you know, I can make any opinion I want to. Well, you can. I guess so. It's my opinion. I can do what I want. I guess so. Well, uh, I'm Martin Bryant. Um, uh, currently attending Faulkner State in Alabama, and I'm playing tennis, and I'm a freshman. I've been playing video games pretty much my whole life, so... Yeah, you have. <laughs> but, uh, I haven't really... <laughs> I haven't really played that many Elder Scrolls games, um, except for Skyrim. I've played through it uh, a couple or three times, and, um... This Elder Scrolls Online is pretty much the first Elder Scrolls games I've been super excited about, so uh, that's why we're doing a podcast about it. And because we just think this game's going to be awesome. Yeah. So our first segment in this podcast is going to be News of the Week. So this week uh, we've got the Drew. They, uh, they just posted this a few days ago, and they're talking about the development of the Drew kind of what goes into making the model. And I suppose that they'll probably end up posting a lot more um, posts like this under news on the website talking about different models and different quests and development. But this week it's the Drew, and it is kind of a... a is, it, is it Drew, or is it is it, is it Droog? Is it, was it what? How, Drew, how do you say Drug? it? I don't really know. It's spelled D-R-E-U-G-H. So I was just... Right. Droog. I don't Drew know. sounds probably right. Drew's probably right. You know what? We'll call it Drew. Let's just call it Drew. <laughs> Let's just call it Drew. It's We're like a. That. It's like so an sorry. arachnid. It's like an arachnid creature. Kind of looks like a spider. But it says that they can live on both water and land. So. That's well, yeah, you got the water Drew and the land Drew. Yeah. It says uh, they they evolve into the land Drew at a period in their life cycle called Carvanasm where they grow legs and spend about a year on dry land. So I guess in-game, we'll be encountering them on both uh, land and sea. So It's always a pain. They're, uh, they used to be intelligent. And um, let's see, it says the Dunmer uh, harvested the Drew for their hides and wax. So, And as far as the model goes in-game, I've always... Um, I've always enjoyed how immersive each model is in the Elder Scrolls series, and by saying that, I'm pretty much just saying in Skyrim, because that's the only Elder Scrolls game I've played. But every model seems lifelike and believable to me, um, all the way down to the audio that they pair with the model. And that's no different here with the Drew. If you'll go and look on Zenimax Online Studios' YouTube channel, they've got a a video up about the model, and they've got somebody attacking it, and uh, all the oh, audio. Oh yeah, they got some great it. videos up there. Yeah, they're they're just starting to spit out some good videos 
up on that channel. So it's getting about that time. You know, everyone's getting excited about the game. You know, people are watching videos. People want to know what's going on. Yeah, I think uh, what the the introduction video has about a million views now, doesn't it? Oh, does it? Yeah, I think so. Well, it's only been up for a well, month. I mean, so. you know, it's it's only going to get a lot more because, as I said before, this game looks amazing. It is amazing. Um, another news post we're going to cover this week is uh, Ask Us Anything, which is, I guess, going to be another regular thing they do. Um, in this one, it's about the el the elsewhere, elsewhere, yeah, elsewhere, um, elsewhere, yeah. So. Uh, Jacob Wilde asks, will the elsewhere be in uh, the Elder Scrolls Online? And they say, yes, uh, um, at launch you'll be able to explore the two corners of elsewhere, an island off the south coast and far northwest corner of Iniquina, and around the city of Dune and Fort Sphnique's Moth. So I'm sure people that have, uh, have played the past games have apparently explored elsewhere. And if I'm not mistaken... Actually, I'm not sure. You don't know what race uh, heeds from the elsewhere province, do you? Probably. No, I have no clue. <laughs> you have no clue. You have no clue about Delta Scrolls. Um, and then the the next question says: Will the Khajiit players in Elder Scrolls Online also get a choice in subspecies, or will the default still be the Suthay Rot? I know that they are the most common breed, but is there? Any more backstory as to why every Khajiit you meet in Cyrodiil and Skyrim are Suthay Rot? Do they other do do the others never leave elsewhere by Brandy Dills? Okay, so that's uh that tells you that the Khajiit come from elsewhere, so um Okay, so they're Khajiit. Yeah. Um he says Khajiiters? No, just Khajiit because the, just, the province oh, is, isn't called Khajiit, so but uh, they answer, they say, Among the Gajit, the race of feline humanoids who originate from elsewhere, the Suthay Rot are indeed the most common breed, and at launch, all player character and non-player character Khajiit and ESO will be Suthay Rot. Now will you glimpse more Khajiit subspecies in ESO in the future? Only time will tell. That's definitely a dedicated, um, dedicated Elder Scrolls fan right there, I have to say, to be able to know that there are not only Khajiit, but there are different types of Khajiit. Yeah, you know, they must have been playing since, what, the 90s? Yeah, that's when uh, the Elder Scrolls series started, so... Yeah, must be some some serious gamers right there. Yeah, pretty much everybody that's um, really excited about this game, you come across, and uh, they're pretty much die-hard, dedicated Elder Scrolls fans. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. I'm a die-hard, dedicated... Um, Crimson Tide fan, roll Tide. <laughs> <laughs> roll Tide. Road to 15, baby. Um, let's see. The next the next question they ask is, there hasn't been a ton of content in Valenwood in the past. How exciting is this for people working on places in Tamriel that have not been prominently featured in the past? By Chris McNamara. Nick Namara. Okay. McNamara? We know from existing lore that Valenwood is an exaggeration of our own world's jungles and deep forest. Combine that with a bit of the look seen in the Elder Scrolls III Morrowind, and we take it from there. The opportunity is to take clues and hints from lore and turn them into living, breathing places has ev has excited everybody in art, game design, and audio. What could be better? 
Yeah, that'll be pretty exciting because, you know, the uh, people that have been playing El the Elder Scrolls series haven't really gotten to explore Valenwood and as well as a lot of the other provinces in Tamriel. So this is really the first game that um, the Elder Scrolls has put out that you have been able to explore all these different continents, I mean, uh, provinces at one time. Which kind of explains... Yeah, I mean, you know, Skyrim was obviously in Skyrim. And it's just nice to, um, you know, all in one game, to be able to go around all the provinces of Tamriel. Yeah, and... Uh, Alright, so Chris, as a, a person that has not played any Elder Scrolls games, and didn't discover the Elder Scrolls online until probably about a month ago, um... What what excites you most about this game? I'm I'm kind of curious. Well, you know, um, you know how much of a graphics guy I am, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, just the graphics and just the way the uh, the camera is, it just looks amazing. Just from that point of view, um, you also got the uh, the abilities, the uh, the storyline. You know, I've watched some videos, some done some research on the game. I just think that. This is going to be a great game, and, you know, also the uh, the fact of the online play, you know, the PvP, the P versus E, uh, you know, you got all that good stuff. <laughs> Which you don't have too much experience with, since you've never played uh, anything but Call of Duty and what else? Hey, Call of Duty is a great game. Call of Duty is a great game. Um, but yeah, people that play MMOs are definitely very interested in how deep the lore goes. I know... That in World of Warcraft, which uh, is the top MMO on the market right now, obviously, um, that's one of the things that really uh, attracted me to the game, is because right when I started, uh, it was during the Wrath of the Lich King expansion, and I picked up the book, Arthas, Rise of the Lich King, and read through it, and just to see how much the game related to the book and the lore really attracted me to the game, and I think... That's really what they're going to try to do with Elder Scrolls Online. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people are excited about that. Well, yeah, you know, having the uh, the lore is always a good good start. Good way to bring people in, good way to get people interested. Yeah. What do you think about, um, because I've never playing an, played an MMO before and uh, had no experience with um, PvP or PvE, you know, Zenimax Studios is really trying to integrate the the two together, PV and PVP, and right. uh, they've been very um, they've been very honest with us about how they don't want people to go from a dungeon that they just fought and then into PVP and have to completely change their tactics. And so, as somebody coming in to a, a new MMO and have never played an MMO before. Uh, do you think that that would be something that attracts you? Um, yeah, I think that's a that's a good thing. But you know, we're also not going to really know until we actually start playing the game. So, I mean, how how do you think that's going to work out, Martin? Well, I played I played uh, both sides when I was uh, in the World of Warcraft, and I didn't uh, I didn't do big raids, but I did a lot of heroic dungeons, and. There was definitely a change that had to be made as far as your spec goes and your talent tree and you know the way you built your character with gear and whatnot. I mean, dang, there was a whole there's a whole another uh, set of gear that you had to have for 
PvP and a whole other set for PvE. And to know that I can go back and forth without having to change gear and spec and, and talent trees and whatnot, uh, I, I mean, it's a very comforting feeling for me. But, you know, those hardcore players may want may want that change that you have to make from, from PvE to PvP because you have to grind out both both sets of gear. And so that yeah, may I mean, be some just, of those hardcore players want. Yeah, I mean, it just seems um, a lot easier and convenient to the player. Yeah. And I think that's, the, uh, that's what they're the trying to do. integration of the two. I think that's what they're trying to do, and I think, I mean, they also talk about the combat, how complex it's going to be, um, and I don't know how, because, you know, the standard MMO, you've got uh, your your uh, your hotkeys and your UI, and you've got uh, tons of them, and in Elder Scrolls Online, they're wanting to have, uh, I think they were saying, your left click and your right click, three common abilities and then one ultimate ability so you've got a total right. of six um down did i count that right yeah right that's um, six i don't know i'm you know i'm not a math major <laughs> i think that's six <laughs> and uh but going from see when i played well i had 32 i had 32 hotkeys on my screen that i was pressing all in the same fight and going from 32 to four i mean that's a huge change i don't know I don't know how I'm gonna like it because I haven't played it yet. Um, I, right. I mean, I mean, I, I think it can uh, it can go either way. I think that you might have your experienced players who might not exactly see fit to the uh, reduced level of hotkeys, but then I think you'll have your other players who think it's better because it's more simple. Yeah, and I'm, I bet the hardcore people are gonna be the people that are gonna want all those hotkeys on their screen. And another thing with less hotkeys. There's going to be less of a rotation that you have to go through because in other MMOs, you don't have. Um, I mean, you do have you do have a rotation that you have to go through in a fight, and you have to do that rotation over and over again. And with Elder Scrolls Online, the developers are looking at more of a fight that's so complex that you have to adapt every second and every moment. And you're not going to have a specific rotation that you're going to go through every time. Every fight is going to be different, and every and you're going to use different abilities in different orders in every fight. And so that'll be an interesting. It'll be interesting to see how people react to that and how how hard or how simple that is as well. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So our next segment is called Community Opinion. This is where we go on the very popular Elder Scrolls Online forum called Tamriel Foundry. If you haven't checked it out, go ahead and check it out. It's at tamrielfoundry.com. And we go on there and we we pick out an interesting forum thread that we think really shows what the community is uh, is thinking about Elder Scrolls Online. So this week we've got um, a forum post um, by uh, let me see how to find it uh, da, 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 uh, by Dilatherius. Okay. Um, anyways, he asks, "What from the Elder Scrolls series world do you not want to see in Elder Scrolls Online?" I thought that was a pretty interesting. Uh, question because a lot of these hardcore people that are dedicated to Elder Scrolls series um, to hear what they to hear what they have to say about what they want or don't want and really they don't want any of the lore left out all they really want left out are the bugs and they want to make sure 
that their lore is correctly represented as well as the geographic features and you know nobody can argue that right. uh, that uh, that shouldn't be uh, honestly represented in the game and even as a person that hasn't played all the Elder Scrolls game I would I would still want to see the province of Skyrim correctly represented in the game to be able to walk into the Elder Scrolls online and be able to recognize geographic features that I saw in Skyrim I mean, that's going to be an amazing feeling as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's just the level of comfort, I guess, goes up. You know, yeah. seeing what you're used to seeing. Yeah, I guess so. Um, also, um, I hear that people, you know, the the glitches in the game. That You know, someone gave an example of a glitch in Skyrim where he was going to shoot a bow, and every time he let the bow go, the arrow just followed the ground. So there's just little things like that. Yeah, that, that's definitely know, not they, something they that can happen up. in Elder Scrolls Online, because we wouldn't want to want our archers walking around shooting bows or <laughs> shooting their arrows into the ground. That wouldn't be very efficient. Right, you know, unless unless the uh, the monsters, you know, just right below you on the ground, but <laughs> most likely, most <laughs> likely not. <laughs> and, and that's uh, and, and we'll and we'll get deeper into all the features and and changes in the MMO space that Elder Scrolls Online is trying to make as we get further into the podcast series. But um, what, what's really interesting to me is how adaptable and how um, diverse you can make your character in Elder Scrolls Online. You can literally be any type of character you want. You can be a rogue, oh, yeah. you can be an archer, you can be a, a warrior, you can be a, a mage, all with the same race. There's a bunch of different options that you can choose. So you don't have to feel like you have to choose, you know, certain ones that you've been in the past or certain ones that, you know, you think you don't want to be, you know, because there's just plenty of options. Right, and I'm sure that for people that are new to the MMO space, which I'm pretty sure that there will be um, people, a lot of new people to the MMO space coming to Elder Scrolls Online because of how popular Skyrim is, you know. Um, World of Warcraft didn't have... A console game that was related to it before World of Warcraft came out, and to know how mainstream Skyrim was on the Xbox 360 and the PS3, I think with them coming out with the Elder Scrolls Online two years after it, it will really help introduce some new people into the MMO space with Elder Scrolls Online. And right, for, and I even think that um, there are certain people who didn't play Skyrim, like myself, um, who were interested in the Elder Scrolls Online. Right. And I think, you know, for somebody to come in to the MMO space, you know, uh, environment that they've never experienced before and to jump into Elder Scrolls Online and to choose a Breton as their race and then find out that they can pick up any weapon that they want, I think that's going to be a very good feeling because I know in my first MMO, not being able to to wield an arrow and a sword, I mean not an arrow, a, a bow or a sword or a staff, or a shield, you know, that wasn't, it really limited you, and uh, I think it's going to be very comforting for somebody that's new uh, to MMOs to come into ESO and and be able to, to grab anything off the ground and use it. That'll be really cool, I think. Yeah, that's uh, definitely, definitely cool. Okay, our next section we're going to do is loads and lore. It's going to be a section we do every week where we cover a section of lore from the Elder Scrolls series. This week we've got the Breton. They're, uh, the Breton! <laughs> My favorite. 
The elven race from the province of Valenwood. They're known as the best archers in all of Tamriel, and they are derived from the original Mer race that moved to Valenwood and adapted to the wooded environment. And there's one really cool feature that the Breton have that you probably didn't know about unless you're a dedicated diehard Elder Scrolls fan. And that and what is would that feature be? That would be the what is it called? The the Wild Hunt, that's what it is. Um where they can uh-huh. turn they can actually turn into uh, a beast and just start running around and obliterating people that they Right, and I think that's really cool. You know, <laughs> it's pretty much I know, I'd awesome. like to turn into a beast and start running around and obliterating people. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that would be amazing. And so they they think that any any beast that's in Tamriel is they were born from previous wild hunts. And a wild hunt is actually where a group of Breton transform themselves into a beast and then they all start running and just hunting random stuff. And it's pretty chaotic and crazy. I don't know right. if that I don't know if that'll be a feature in the game. If it is I mean that certainly appeals to me. <laughs> it would certainly appeal to anybody <laughs> that wants to go around and, and just wreak havoc anywhere. Which hopefully is everybody. Playing Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> um, yeah, I think if they if they feature that in the game, it's pretty much going to be. I think it'd probably be overpowered because the way it's talked about is it's pretty much the worst thing that could happen on the continent of Tamriel is for a bunch of Bretons to turn into the Wild Hunt and go crazy. Unless you're a Breton, then it's the greatest thing. <laughs> then it's the greatest thing, yeah. Okay, so the next the next segment we're going to do is Dev Question of the Week. And this is where the developers of Elder Scrolls Online come out with a question to ask the community. And they post this every week on YouTube. And so we're going to go ahead and do the first one from a few weeks ago. And uh, I'm going to play that audio clip right quick. Hi, my name is Greg Roth, and I'm a senior content designer here at ZeniMax Online Studios, working on the Elder Scrolls Online. Mana Marco has been a villain throughout the Elder Scrolls series, appearing in games like Daggerfall and Oblivion, and he's also making an appearance in Elder Scrolls Online as one of your primary antagonists. Who is your favorite villain in the Elder Scrolls series, and why? Okay, so who is your favorite villain in the Elder Scrolls series, and why? I'm going to say, for me, it's going to be Molag Bal because it's rumored that he's going to be a major antagonist in ESO. So that's pretty much pretty much the only reason I picked him. <laughs> so um, I'm thinking that my guy's a little better. Well, I mean, this guy, is your, is your guy Daedric Prince? My guy is Dagoth-Ur. You know, he's, uh, he's immortal. You know what that means? He can't die. But too bad he died. So that doesn't make him immortal. Well, he he got killed in in uh, in the mortal in world. Mor- in Morrowind. Yeah, so he was killed in the mortal world, and then his soul was sent back to Oblivion and embodied another body. Right. And unless he's killed in Oblivion, obviously he um, can always come back. Yeah. But if he's killed in Oblivion, then you know it's a permanent death. Yeah, he just dies. So, so hopefully, he will never have to be killed in Oblivion because he is my favorite favorite <laughs> villain. I think Molag Bal will die because uh, he's going to be a major antagonist. Uh, right. Well, you know, no, he can't be because he was. Fe- 
I think Molag Mal was was he featured in another Elder Scrolls game? I'm not sure. But um, you know, you uh, have no he, idea. I think he was. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> I think he was. You think he was? I do. All right. Well, uh, he I, wasn't. He was in Morrowind and Oblivion and Skyrim. Molag Bal was. He was. Yes. Did you just do that quick Google right quick? Quick, quick Google right there. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see Molag Bal in ESO though, because he, I think he's known as the King of Rape, and so uh, that'll be that'll be kind of weird to have the King of Rape. Um, yeah, the King <laughs> of Rape. King of Rape. I mean, uh, the Lord of Domination. Lord of Domination, and I think it says the only thing he cares about is enslaving mortals. So I hope we defeat that's this never guy. Good if you're mortal, it's never good. That's that's never good. You never want somebody walking around enslaving mortals. That's just not good. Right. Pretty much your number one objective is to not get enslaved. Yeah. Pretty much your. If you're mortal. If you're mortal, you just don't want that. So we're probably gonna kill him. That'll be good. Well, Chris, um, I guess that'll do it. I mean, it's a uh, obviously this is a game that doesn't come out until next year, probably late, maybe fall at best. So there's I just not going to wait that long. <laughs> I don't either. But <laughs> uh, obviously, there's not going to be a lot to talk about. So these first few episodes are probably going to be pretty short. But you know, I figured. Uh, a while back, I was looking for an Elder Scrolls Online podcast because I was I was wanting to get my my weekly news feed on what was going on in the space of uh, Elder Scrolls Online, and there wasn't one. So you know what I said, Daggum, I'm gonna I'm just gonna make one myself. So that's and what, we're we are that podcast, and that's right now. that's we what are we, that, are. we are. Eso Weekly. Eso Weekly. So. Uh, Next week we'll we'll uh, we'll obviously do our our normal segments and uh, I think we'll delve a little deeper into uh, some features and whatnot and just to let y'all know we're definitely gonna better educate ourselves on on more about Elder Scrolls the series because I am uh, I'm only uh, I'm an Elder Scrolls virgin. Except for Skyrim, and and then Chris is just a hundred percent Elder Scrolls virgin. So we're definitely gonna. I'm I'm planning on eventually playing through pretty much everything except Arena, because Arena I heard has compatibility problems with uh, Windows Seven. But other than that, I'm gonna play. Let's see. It's. Uh, Have you not upgraded to Windows Eight yet? No, that's stupid. Nobody oh. wants Windows Eight. The commercials are mighty fine. And the Windows Seven's better. Yeah, whatever you say. I'm a Mac user, <laughs> so I'm always going to be thinking I'm better. Well, that, that's another good thing because they've already announced that ESO's definitely going to be compatible with Mac, and that's uh, that's always I know. a good thing. I was very happy. Yeah. That, and then that's what that's a mistake that uh, Tor made. Swoter, Star Wars: The Old Republic. They didn't make it Mac compatible. That's definitely a mistake. Right, because so many, especially so many people my age and your age, um, in college, college students have use Max. Max. Yeah. So uh, we'll see y'all next week. Y'all can follow us on Twitter at ESO Weekly. You can email us at esoweekly at gmail dot com. You can follow me at rafflestomp underscore win. You can follow Chris at inlinerdog with a W. Like us on Facebook at ESO Weekly. 
And make sure to give us some five-star iTunes reviews, and we will definitely read your reviews on the podcast. So, uh, that'll do it, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.